Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's Food News and Chews Radio. It's Chef Jeremy Ashby, Sylvia Lovely, and we're going to talk to, in the second half of the show today, Glean Kentucky. Great Love local that organization. organization. But we're going to yeah. start things off with something, and I don't know what this story is. All yeah, I know it involves story. a dog and some roast beef. Yeah, I'm uh, putting out an APB on whoever did this to me. Uh-oh. All right, guys, you're not old enough, but I was prepping for a colonoscopy. Can I say that on the air? I have one in two weeks <gasps> yeah i won't say too much then yeah. okay so is it kind of like kitchen prep do you like cut some onions <laughs> oh, and then like get a little no, garlic Jeremy. over I will how do you say prep it's no. if it's anything like my last one there's a lot of tears you involved did. oh you've done them you see, uh, yeah you know. this will be my second and it's uh you know well it, why you know. okay oh, that's the setting guy okay that's the setting i'm prepping okay and i decide i can walk my dog i, I can do this i can walk the dog <laughs> you so, left the house yes i left the house <laughs> So I'm walking toward the Beaumont Trail, which, Jeremy, you're familiar with the Beaumont Trail. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I see what looks in the distance like a leaf laying there. And my dog immediately runs. Jeremy knows my dog and how he is kind yeah. of a frisky little dog. And he checks it out. And suddenly I look and he has a – I look immediately and I see what looks to be a perfect three to five pound Kroger cut roast i mean it just looks like, like something you would it was raw with no packaging okay so it's out of the package it's out of the packaging of it's, it's just a- laying there and the dog picks it up immediately well guess what my chances are of getting that beef out of his mouth who loses a roast beef i know on a how hiking this trail? you do i do okay. all right let me tell the rest of the story so i drug him back by holding on to the end of the beef <laughs> yeah. that was hanging out both sides of his mouth yeah and i mean i was about to get so sick and i drag him into the kitchen and i'm like how do i get this beef out of this dog's mouth so i get a knife i'm trying to figure out how to cut the beef i'm thinking if i cut both sides off of it at least he'll only eat the middle because i know he's going to be sicker than a dog anyway so I do that, and I'm like having no luck because I'm trying to hold on to the meat, hold on, get a knife. Yeah, he's not letting you. So yeah. I decide, okay, I've got to do something crazy besides call Jeremy. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Which is what I usually do when I'm in the middle of an <laughs> emergency. dog emergencies. <laughs> he's had other emergencies. Well, I'm close. So. Let me ask you about this beef, though. Did it, did it, did it look fresh or did it smell? It was fresh. Okay. Which is what alarmed me later what because time of I day called was this? the vet. This was a Monday, and it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So I get, I decide I'm going to have a contest here, which will win, peanut butter or beef. So I get the jar of peanut butter open, and I stick my bloodied hand into the jar, and I get a big glob there of you it, go. <laughs> and I put it under his nose, and he drops the beef. Okay, so, I mean, he, yeah, he had to think that one through. He probably, he probably regrets it now, dropping the beef for the peanut butter. Oh, but yeah. it worked. Did he actually eat he any of the beef, or did he just No, he just, like, it? his teeth were clenched into it, Man. and then my hand was clenched into it. That was the it. best day of that, that, of that so, dog's life, and you so ruined it. here's what the vet said later, though. It scared me to death. She said, well, was it poisoned? Did somebody put it out there to poison something? Um, and the dog never got sick, and I didn't get sick, even though my hands were certainly... My guess is, with the weather on Sunday, that another dog had come by somebody's picnic table and or grocery bag as they were shopping. But why would the dog have given it up? Grabbed it and ran. And then probably, I don't know, something on the trail, just dropped it on the trail somehow. I don't know. How does this happen, guy? Okay, here's my guess. Here's your guess. Okay, somebody was grilling, all right? Yeah, the dog ran it. No, no. They put their 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 three pound roast beef on the next to their grill at yeah. a little table, and they went in the house to get a beer. Random dog. And out. when they came by, no, no, hawk, hawk. bird oh. prey, bird Ooh, prey, I like down. It. 
grabbed it, flew off with it, and then yeah. realized it couldn't carry it that far. So yeah. it dropped it. So it dropped <gasps> it. That's exactly what that's happened. My, that's my own. That's I like that's it. That's the only way that it could have happened because a dog wouldn't have let it go. A, does a bee, if anyone lost a roast beef near Beaumont, that's, could you at least tell us about it? Yeah. My, that's my only thought is like bird of prey. Some no, kind of bird that's a great guess because then somehow he lost it. The bird lost it. Yeah, because it probably realized it can't fly too far with this big, big giant thing. cow. Yeah. So, right. Anyway, that's my beef story. You know. Um, well, I, I'm glad we solved this case. Yes, yeah. thank you, sleuth. I'm just, I'm just like really sad for that dog because that dog had a whole. <laughs> he roast wanted it so. It was bad. literally the best day of but his life. But what was I gonna do besides call Jeremy? Yeah, well, it sounds like they were trying to trap me in the neighborhood, like leaving yeah. little pieces of meat around the neighborhood for me to, they probably got a snare there for me. All right, let me ask you this. If someone wanted to trap you and use food, what yes. would they use? Like, what could they trap you with? Pizza. Um, yeah, yeah. Con- country ham. Fried chicken. Fried a hamburger. If, if, I, if I see a bucket of fried chicken oh, somewhere, fried chicken. you could just yeah. drop a net on me. Well, I have uh, like three of those. Yeah. Mark, uh, chicken would be one, pizza, or just a hamburger. Just a hamburger. I a hamburger. love hamburgers. They're great. By the way, don't yeah. eat found food. Like if you're just walking around and you see yeah. a street burger, don't my, eat it. It scared me when the yeah. vet said, you know, that could have been poison that they put out. I'm like, well, I'm Here's not, we're already though. done for. I feel <laughs> if someone was going to poison it, they would not have put a whole roast yeah, beef. Yeah, that, that's right. You know what I mean? It wouldn't have been a big one. And at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. They, I yeah. think your theory is correct. Yeah, I think I mean, it was a bird. The so, bird was gleaning. Yes. He was yeah. gleaning. Yes. Poor bird. Poor bird. We're going to talk about okay. gleaning in the second half of the show uh, with uh, Glean Kentucky, great organization. Okay, now you know some trends that are going on out there, right? Yeah, so I was, I was going to ask you about this, uh, Jeremy, to see if this is true. But uh, some of the numbers are coming back and saying that the one thing about work, you know, people are, you know, obviously been going back to the office, and now most people are back where they were pre-pandemic work locations. Some people are still working from home, but most people have gone back to the office. They say the one thing that has not come back are after work get-togethers and happy hours, like staff happy hours. Most people don't want to do anything after yeah, work get with their coworkers. If they do do things like a meal, they do it during work hours uh-huh. because people just don't want to go out anymore. Yeah. Are you seeing that trend with happy hours? I uh, kind of. It's the the dynamics a little bit earlier. And you're right. the The office isn't coming anymore. It's friends, and you know, right. it's it's not the well, it's I not the group were, of some are suits. working remote, maybe, maybe so. And I don't know what that culture change really is. Uh, whether people just did it because they thought they had to, mm-hmm. and then now it stopped, and they're like, oh, I don't, I'm just not going to pick back up on that. Yeah, I don't mean, like the Japanese culture. Like if your boss says we're going out for a beer it's like required right yeah Yeah. and they're not saying that people aren't going out to happy hour anymore they're saying they're not going with co like co-workers so i'm seeing that i don't think we're co-coing anymore yeah i mean uh, people are still maybe it's coming back um, because people still want their cocktails and that sort of thing but i think we had that interruption people don't want to talk about work after work people never did they never wanted to talk about work after work and you know i'll I'll have to say this too i'm going to put this out there finances aren't exactly the easiest either coming out of a pandemic or Mm -hmm. i mean you know we, we have a happy hour right now at Azor. It's 4 to 6 p.m. every day, mm-hmm. and that's $3 draft beers, $5 wells, and then half-price glasses of wine. Well, you know, we're a, a, a little higher-end restaurant than, than some. I, you know, $3 for a draft really isn't that cheap compared to three years ago. You know, right. $1.95 sure. 
would have been one thing. So, you know, that that could factor in the equation, too. Maybe people are hanging out in their backyard more. I think they probably got used to their own stuff at home. I think so. I think they did get used to that and then combined with all the other Right. Now, they still come out to celebrate and they drink all the things. They tell us that donuts and coffee, though, are really skyrocketing. Little places to go have pastries and coffee and we see that here you've got donut shops got like seven of a shipley is opening i believe yeah. three is what wow. they're opening they're opening a few around the area biscuit belly so is opening up oh, is there a connection one? to i mean because it can't be people are drinking alcohol less you know and maybe substituting with the the uh-huh. pastries and, and coffee because you see the national stats and and alcohol yeah. sales are not down maybe, yeah no. maybe in coffee and donuts Maybe during work hours, because people are working remote, um, I work remote, so one of the things I do is I go like to a Panera or something, just to hang out and listen in on conversations. Well, okay, I just s- thought about another theory. Okay. And I think there might be something to this, too. Could it be maybe the exit of the boomer generation from the workforce? Yeah. That also kind of maybe makes sense for, you know, at, at, at that stage in life you're more interested in coffee and pastries yeah that's I don't true. I mean, it's a big and segment I'm, of the population the edge of the baby that's kind of outside now. of that workforce or on the edge of it yeah. and some didn't return after the pandemic i think a lot of the old traditions we had around work are gone yeah. and i think that kind of left like you said with the boomers who retired yeah. pre-pandemic also you know one of the one of the new uh, date hot spots is coffee it used to be people would go out to dinner. Hey, you have a first date with me. Let's go out to dinner. And now a lot of people are doing daytime dates on their lunch breaks and going to get coffee. You want to hear another? Tell a lot about somebody. You want to hear another coffee. phenomenon? Yeah. Um, I find with a lot of work meetings, I want to go to a counter place because you avoid the awkwardness of who picks up the check. I oh, yeah. Think, and that's a very awkward moment sometimes. Sure. You know what? Uh, I, I can see that. I think that sometimes business luncheons are awkward. They're awkward for the server. They're yes. awkward for the host. Yes. And they're awkward for the guests. Mm-hmm. Because who's supposed to be in charge? We're usually the host of the table, right? But sometimes that doesn't play yeah. out that way. And nobody knows what to do and, and when to order and, and how when, to order and what and to get or server, if I can order that. When the server comes up and says, will that be one or two? There's sometimes an awkward silence. Right. Because you didn't come to any here. kind of an agreement on who was going to pay. And I can't stand awkward silen- silences. So a lot of times I'll just say me. Uh-huh. You know, I just. Is that a new. Um, I feel like now instead of saying it used to be they would just give you a check. Now mm-hmm. then they would ask, is this one check? Now they just say, is this two checks? Right. You know what I mean? Now they almost default to is th- this is going to be two different checks instead of one. Yeah. Maybe I think so. that's almost the, the accepted uh-huh. default now. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's some strange things going on out there, but well, is dating know. culture changed? You know, oh, is I that wonder part of it? about that. You know, I, I think wonder so. about that. I think I, I mean, think you we've been out of the I've dating been, world for, date for a while. 20 but I think years. a lot of people what they're saying is they're they're not doing people like people are still drinking, but they're drinking at home. So, but they, what about a date? When they go out, that's why they go out to coffee. They're, the non-alcoholic options. Instead of going to a yeah. bar, you go to a coffee house. Instead of going to but a are diner, guys you go to still picking up the date? Tab? I don't know. Ah, that's a great question. I mean, I, if. I mean, I'm not on the scene, but I would I would have a hard time not. I'm still in that generation. Well, sure. Right. Well, what about like Fields when he's on his first date? Right. What am I supposed what to teach it, him? Yeah. What are you supposed to teach him yeah. or your sons? Yeah. You know, I think Cause now. Because that's the male role. 
I think in that way, I hate to say the phrase chivalry is dead, but I think in a way it kind of, it's different. Well, it's, it's well it was support. asked to die in some ways. Yeah. Well, girls and women now are more equal in yeah, the workplace. Exactly. So it's like, ooh. You know, the number one conversation I hear if, I, if I'm listening in to when people are paying for dinner, it's, hey, do you want me to Venmo you? I'll Venmo you. Oh, you want me to cash app you? Because yeah. people, because instead of making it hard for the uh, for the yeah, server, they just it's like, hey, one check ticket. and all this, yeah. everyone will cash app me. Yeah, I'm actually ready for the Apple Pay Venmo to enter the restaurant scene, mm-hmm. and it's uh, just for that that same thing. Just you know, do the reader stuff, bypass the credit card situation. Mm-hmm. Just cut them out oh, of it. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, yeah. also like, hey, we're going to split the check. It's just so easy. Yeah. Nobody has to Apple deal with Apple Pay anything. Venmo. Yeah, Venmo, Zelle. I know Venmo. I mean, as a business, I and think I it's a, a payment option. Yeah. I think most places offer. But you said it as a combo. Apple um, Pay, Venmo. Apple Pay, and uh, what I mean by that is more digital pay stuff like that. You okay. don't have the chip card yeah, for your credit things. card, yeah. but there's ways to input your. Oh, that may be Use your phone. Generation. You know, a lot of places are doing Apple Pay now. Um, most places that have debit also have Apple option where you can just lean your phone on there and pay right from your Apple account. Well, see, some places will have a little QR code at your table. Yeah. And all, you know, and your servers run everything by seat number. So when you're ready to go, you get your bill independently, pay on your phone, get up and go. Yeah. Which is what a lot of, some, uh, maybe people like that, or maybe they like that personal service too. Who knows? Right. Do you think, you know, I am curious about this. Do you think that there is a correlation between how much you tip versus how you pay meaning do you think you pay would you tip more if you're paying in cash would you tip mm-hmm. more if you're paying with a credit card would you tip more if you're if you never interact with a person if, you know other than bringing right. food if you do just get a qr code do you think that affects how you tip well if you don't have enough cash it does yeah i mean you have this you, that's just probably human psychology oh you don't have enough cash to do 20 percent or whatever so for me it's always 20 you know more for you know, great service, but yeah. I think that would affect the probably generosity. I think cash hurts more to give away for some people. Well, I'll tell you're you, right. you know, I think you're right. Does. No, it I will tell you. Yeah. You asked about like what I tell my sons, and one yeah. thing I have taught my sons is, if you're going to go out to dinner, you're going to go out somewhere where tipping is involved. Always have cash on you because it's so much better to tip in cash than to tip on a card just for the server's sake. And I'm you know, not even going to tell you that's wrong. That if you guys out there, if you want to help a Young guy Help a server out, server tip out. cash. People, yeah, tip cash. And I always make a point of saying, listen, I'm going to zero this out. I'm going to tip you in cash. Yeah. And they're always very happy you with that. You feel like, yeah, all right, cool. Yeah. It's a, it, it's a little thing you could do mm-hmm. that really helps someone in the restaurant industry. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I never can have enough cash on hand. Though. I got kids. What, yeah. So what um, what's, hap- what's happening? You got a new menu coming out anytime soon? Yeah, we're coming up on that. My tomato guy had a whole other field ripen up, so that kind of kept me in the summer corn squash season for a few yeah, more weeks. Bad. But that's not a bad thing. It's actually supposed to be up mm-hmm. until October. Mm-hmm. I just thought I was going to get cut out early. So I got a little uh, anxious, but we're starting to work on some new menus uh, for fall. Um, I, well, Keeneland's I'm, coming. Keeneland's coming, and I don't know, guys. I'm I'm feeling more and more Italian lately. I just how Ooh, I so like Italian. Just kind of me and the guys have been talking where we want to go, and it just looks like a big delicious mess of Southern and European and I, umami, and it's just I can't tell you what is or is. It's gonna be cool. It's just a lot of fun. How's is that? Italian a new trend? Not a new trend, but is is that one of the more popular? Flavor profiles next year or so is it pasta? Is that kind of making a Never big comeback? Never wears out with me. Uh, our, our little restaurant is unique. We we have our own little world, our own little sphere. 
and and people and dinners and things just influence it they some things just take and that and it takes a different tone i mean i look back on some menus and it was all french and some were part asian part cuban you know this uh, just right now we're starting to lean towards that italian feel we we have mm. some pretty gifted italian chefs we're getting pretty good at pasta so uh, I know I'm what's happening. See where this goes. I know what's happening to you. You know, also I'm You're going, going to Italy. <laughs> then I'm going to be very inspired when I'm there. And I, I could use that. Just go, come back and teach everything I ate to these guys. Well, so. you know what? So popular were your four region dinners. And maybe that's what it is. I think we saw the success mm. of that, and we're like, you know what? This delicious. Let's and we like. No the one's way. ever mad at pasta. All the, I know. Also, if the and garlic I bread and all the good stuff. This region, the more I realize how Italian it is in terms of fresh produce, mm-hmm. simply cooked mm-hmm. and prepared. I mean, I think the philosophies of cooking and hey, and the, and the hey, American South and Italy can a lot Jeremy, of ways can. Match. What if you won the super lottery tomorrow and you could start a whole new restaurant just? You didn't have to worry about anything. Yeah. What would you start? Um, so I'd, I'd want a very blank uh, canvas. Okay. And I, I, I would probably go in there without any hood fans. I would probably be all electric mm-hmm. in some fuel. I would probably redesign how a restaurant is. Really? And I would probably keep it flowing to where there's no steady walls or doors. The dining rooms and kitchens could be reconfigured anywhere in the restaurant at any given time. So a completely flowable. Like give that. me a square. Wow. Give me what a about, big square barn. No wow. kitchen, all air fryers. Um, I no. I want the kitchen over well, here one day. Sometimes I want it in the middle of the dining sure. room. You want a movable. I want feast. A, a portable. <laughs> I want a catering <laughs> kitchen. The portable yeah. kitchen inside the okay. restaurant. All that right, we got to take a quick break because when we come back, we're going to talk about gleaning and how you can help glean Kentucky. Don't go anywhere. It's Food News and Shoes Radio. Hey, welcome back. It's Food News and Chews Radio. There's a concept you might not be familiar with, but it's called gleaning. And it, it has biblical origins, as I understand it. But there is a place in town called Glean, Kentucky, which gleans farm fields to make sure that food doesn't go to waste. Executive Director Ben Southworth is uh, on with us. Am I right about the, the uh, kind of the biblical yeah, origins the big, of gleaning? Yeah. Yeah. So it's this really old concept. And I think it really was a different context back then. But... The idea, I think it's from the book of Ruth, was that you would leave the four corners of your yeah. field unharvested, mm-hmm. and if people needed it, mm-hmm. then you needed to what share it with them. a great concept. Yeah. I've never yeah. heard that one for some reason. Yeah. Uh, and also, I mean, I guess I never really knew the definition of the word glean. Yeah. <laughs> I think that I understood the concept, and for some reason I see glean Kentucky, because mm-hmm. I knew exactly what mm-hmm. they did. Yeah. But for some reason, I don't really know the I, proper you know. You're busy all year, but not all year. When are you busy? You're busy right now, I bet. Oh, Your we're especially busy right now. I mean, orchard season is coming, and apples are, and you know, all over also, trees. But what do you do with tomatoes? <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, <laughs> millions of tomatoes yeah. are out there. Yeah, or squash. I mean, people oh, will squash. call us, and Peppers. you, you mm-hmm. would never run out of it. But we and we do stuff all year round with grocery stores as well. But especially now, like June through October or so, we really are just. Let me ask a question. Um, When I was putting on big banquets in Frankfurt for the legislature, one year, uh, it's been 10 years ago, one year we had a big full, I mean, they love shrimp, right? So we would have (laughs) shrimp and all the good stuff, and they closed down a day early, Mm -hmm. and we had all this bounty, right? and we weren't allowed to give it away. It broke my heart. Right. Is that changing at all? 
It, it has, and I think that the state legislator or le- legislature has had a lot to do with that. They did this um, bill probably 2017, 2018, that is a basically just a restatement of this federal law, the Emerson Act, which is just to to remove liability from people who yeah, would donate food. That's what they told um, us. So there was always this federal law, but I think they really wanted to clarify that, hey, here in Kentucky, that's okay, okay. too. So we well, have to be more careful food. with meat, of course. Yeah. Than, you know, but but like, people talk about, you know, food at grocery stores getting thrown away in the mm-hmm. dumpsters. And that was, oh, you know, that's something that, that's actually been worked out a little bit, like you said, because, mm-hmm. but it's amazing. What I learned from working with you guys was after the harvesters or whatever, the machinery, the people go through a field and pick all the food, there's still a lot of food left in that field. Oh, yeah. The, it's just harder to get. Right. Or sometimes it's, you know, the, quote, ugly produce You're that right. doesn't ugly. do well on a store shelf, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. People are obsessed with that. But it's changing. I think that it's I changing so. a and little bit. I think an ugly potato tastes just about the or same tomato, as a beautiful one, right? Or a misshapen yeah. potato. Yeah, I yeah. often ask for, for seconds. Do you really? You know, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, because, you know, I deal with a lot of small little hobby farmers. Mm-hmm. Um Two or three guys primarily, and it seems like they can, you know, grow the beautiful heirloom tomatoes and my baby squash and get squash blossoms and all the really pretty stuff. But Mm -hmm. just like everybody else, they have an excess of stuff that's brown. They don't want to bring to a restaurant. I'm like, you know, if we're going (laughs) to, if we're going to do something bring it here we'll pay pennies on it whatever and we'll, yeah. well, we'll make something make it into something it's also why do you care if it's yeah we don't tomato. care yeah right. sauce tomatoes who cares if it's right. got a blemish on it um you know and then the ones that are really there's a, a point in time in a tomato where it just becomes too soft to eat you're just like eh, it's <laughs> sure. a little too squishy for me but that's you know that's what goes right in the pot for tomato butter oh, sauce yeah. which there's a lot of stuff going on right now with tomatoes but you've got a big event coming up we do. Before yeah. we, too much time goes by, <laughs> talk about your big event. Sure. So we do every year, every fall, a fundraiser called Burgers and Beets. Um, we've done it all over the Burgers place. Burgers and Beets. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, 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 we've got this cute little beet logo on the poster and everything playing a guitar. Um, for years, we used to do it out at Wallace Station at Weta Michaels Restaurant. Right. Um, but we removed it this year into town to the Moondance Amphitheater. Um, that's right by us. Yeah. yeah. And I, I hope that that's just a little easier for people to get to. We, we, have had so many more people interested this year than we've That's had for great years. News. So it's been good, yeah. Now, Beats, not the beat. It's kind of a play on words because it's more of a music festival, right? right. Uh, tell yeah. us about what happens at this event. Yeah, so we'll be there from 5.30 till 8. Um, you can buy tickets at the door or online ahead of time. But um, we'll have live music basically the whole time. It's this great band called the Bent Penny Band who have been partnering with us for years now doing this. They do lots of, like, old kind of classic rock covers they have lots of great you know things for the crowd to uh-huh. get involved they'll have people come up and beat on a cowbell for a song and <laughs> it, it's just a really it's a it's Will a fun you have time food of some we'll have some food trucks I, I'll, I have to look and see that the names of them off the top of my head but um we'll have bouncy castles for kids and uh we'll have some folks from the explorium coming to do yeah. like a bubble station and trying to make it as family friendly kid friendly as we can fundraiser so yeah. how much are the tickets um, I think, and I'll have to be sure, but okay. I think right now online ahead of time, they're $20 a person to that get in. That is really so, good. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, you'll, you'll buy your own food at the food truck, mm-hmm. of course, with that price. But, um, you know, for, for a nice night and some music, I think that's a pretty good pretty good get. And, and when. Kids uh, are free, by the way. Just I'm on yes. the website right. right now. Mm-hmm. If you go to Glean, Kentucky, or just Google it, you'll find it. But uh, tickets in advance are $20, day of $25. VIP is $35, mm-hmm. and kids 12 and under are Free. free. 538 Moon Dance Amphitheater. Okay, so what is VIP? So do? VIP will just get you a seat at like a, a oh, nice okay. table, but otherwise if you want to just do that $20 ticket, around. bring your lawn chair and, and hang out. Yeah. Oh, that's tremendous. That, yeah. that sounds 
like a lot of fun. Yeah, it should be a great um, time. And, you know, we'll give our, our mission moment. And really, we've always wanted this to be a volunteer appreciation event, just a celebratory event for us in the fall, right in the middle raise of your busy season. In exactly. The fall, yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. of the volunteering, kind of explain to me how that works. Um, you know, because I, I imagine gleaning, there's probably some people that wouldn't mind going to a field and getting their hands dirty. Right. But there's yeah. probably other ways, whether it's delivery, explain all the ways you can yeah. help out. Great yeah. question. So that, that one you've mentioned is, is definitely really available right now. We got yeah. a call from someone right. with a big raspberry patch. Uh, I think we're going out on Tuesday to pick up from. Um, so if you want to come out and pick produce. Um, a lot of times people have a more romantic idea of what that might look like yeah, than what it actually yeah. is. It involves a lot of sweating and <laughs> mud and everything. But that's really great, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, like my new favorite show is Alaska. It's like Life Under Zero. Mm. And it's these people showing how they trap the rabbits and then they love on the rabbits when they pick them up off the trap because the animal gave mm. all. And, and people oh, yeah, don't have yeah, a yeah. connection to the land anymore. Right. Well, also think about how much... All this food was cultivated. It was grown. People put their time and sweat into it. And right. a lot of it came out of the field. But the, what's left in there is still a lot of stuff that's just going to die, literally die on the vine right. unless it's eaten, unless it's used. People have to go in specifically yeah. and get it. Otherwise, it's going to go to well, waste. And how does it get used? How so, does it reach the end user? Right. So the, the, I think the unique thing about what we do is we don't serve individuals directly at all. Okay. We work with other agencies who already have feeding programs. Okay. So anything as big as a God's Pantry or the Hope Center here in Lexington down to agencies that are serving you know five or ten people a week um, at a church basement um, for their their weekly dinner um, anyone who has a feeding program already existing we just want to supplement that with oh, fresh that so produce because produce is expensive it can be hard to store we try to deliver it the day that they're going to use it so they won't have to worry about that sort of stuff um, we just want to support and you don't do meat we don't do meat. Um, we'll occasionally get asked for, you know, to pick that kind of stuff up. We're trying to get in a position, I think, where we can do more of that refrigerating our vans and getting some licenses worked out. That's but tricky. Yeah, we're, we're working on it. Um, and we are getting asked that more and more, it seems like, to, to do that sort of work. But currently, it's just all produce. What about raising awareness so that people understand... I hope it's happening. What is it? Forty percent of our food in yeah. this country is wasted, thrown Isn't away. It staggering, and that's <laughs> like, scary. And that's probably across the world. I mean, oh, uh, you know, our, yeah. America. I'm sure. Well, we know we're pretty bad, but <laughs> but this is a this is a worldwide problem. And I always thought it might have been legalities. Um, I, I know France has a specific program now where grocery stores are mandated to put out expired food for people to take. Yeah, I think they're to the they, point that they're fined if they don't. You know, fine if they yeah. don't, which, um, which I, I don't know. I think that adoption here in the United <coughs> States seems like, you know, at some point in time, you just have to throw all the, the, you know, whatever, the ins and outs of it out of the door and say, this is this is a tragedy. We need to get this food. Yeah, mm-hmm. Just to help people, right? Yeah. And I, I think that that's just a huge misconception. And I think it's getting better over the last few years that there is this huge liability or you know, I worked at a, a bakery um, in college, and I would ask, oh, can we take this unsold yeah. bread somewhere? And I was always told, oh, well, we're not allowed to do that. You know, we will yeah. get sued or something. And that's that's just not true. I think it's yeah. one of those things that someone said, and then someone believed. <laughs> and kept repeating. It's like <laughs> well, wait, people wait, think wait, it's wait. illegal to drive with a dome light in your car on. Turns out I asked a cop. It's not. Yeah. So, My right. whole life I just believed it. Right. Be careful, because there are certain things, pre-cooked foods. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. There, there, there are, are certain rules. things you can't. Like, you know, if, you have a, if you're talking about... you. Got a bunch of casseroles left over to cook out or whatever right, that's right, been right. out in four sure, hours. Yeah. No, you can't do that. You right. won't. There is some liability. Sure. 
But like, you know, loaves of bread or yeah, bread. things that are, yeah. that are preserved, yeah. things that are mm-hmm. canned. Right. right. Because packaged. You know, exactly. Because mm-hmm. I know, you know, people used to go dumpster diving or some yeah. still do at grocery stores and find this amazing stuff that was great. Oh, and yeah. videos of it and people are like, this is awful. I throw, throw this away. away? Yeah. I used to do that Kentucky Fried Chicken in high school. <laughs> I had a friend that worked there and they'd throw it out at the end of the night. We'd go by and get buckets at like 10 p.m. Uh, uh, hear a weird story. Yeah. When I worked at Long John Silver's, we had the same thing. We had to throw the fish away like every 40 minutes. Yeah. And I was always like, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll take it to the dumpster. Don't worry. I'd yeah. be out the dumpster oh, eating sure. fish like a raccoon. Well, I did oh, that. That's not my proudest moment, Jeremy. I, Somebody catches you back there. <laughs> when I, my first job, when I was 16, I worked in the candy department. And it was one of those things where you had on a little uniform and you were one of like candy striper or something. And we would purposely drop candy on the floor. Sure. <laughs> and then we'd pick it up and eat it because we had to throw it away. Yeah, otherwise. Absolutely. <laughs> So, this is, if you don't know anything about Glean, by the way, it's gleanky.org. Yes. Okay, go check it out because I'm looking on there now. There's a ton of ways you can volunteer. You can get involved without volunteering. You can obviously make donations, but you can donate, volunteer, and there's all sorts of ways. You can even join and become a member. And how much do you cover? Are you just Lexington in this region or are there other Gleans? Yeah, recently. So, Glean Kentucky is its own independent thing. We are part of an international association of gleaning organizations. Um, We pay maybe I think $50 a year in, in just membership dues to go to their conference. But we're our own independent thing. So we were founded in 2010 here in Lexington. Um, we, I think in 2019, expanded to Bowling Green. Okay. And just in December, expanded up to Oldham County. So we have three regions of service now. Um, Out of here, you are mm-hmm. kind of in charge of it. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a facility? No, we're pretty lean. We've pretty got an lean. office where we, you know, do some printing and meetings and things. But we don't have a big warehouse like a lot of groups I do. I was wondering if that's... In the vision of the future, because I, you know, Mm -hmm. see pieces being put together here with Glean, Mm -hmm. and I love the fact that you're in different regions already. Um, It seems like is a a home base hub slash, you know, I just probably I don't know. Probably some of its resources. (laughs) And are you totally reliant on just donations, or do you have a way of resource generation from what you do? So, yeah, we're, we're basically all donation-driven. Um, there are groups I would love to shout out. Um, Feeding Kentucky is a great uh-huh. group out of Frankfurt um, that if you're a farmer with a lot of excess produce, they will pay you a very low wholesale price to deliver it to one of the uh, Feeding America f- food pantries in the state. Um, we're, we're kind of working on the margins a little bit more, though, with those smaller amounts with smaller farmers right. um, where they just can't really justify driving it, you know, a couple hours to one of those food pantries. But there are really, really great options for farmers out there who, you know, still want to make a little bit of money, and they should, you know, in that case, yeah. make some but money. But to support your organization, you don't really have any non- you know like it's just donations it's all donations yeah we write grants all the time we do big fun drives in december we're doing our fundraiser next week um we're we're hustling (laughs) to get that money uh, to come in things like hobby farms people who grow in their you know not not farm farms people who just grow in their yards oh yeah also one of the things is uh church church you Mm -hmm. know grows a lot of churches will just have a garden like almost like a community garden it's a great way if you like you said overrun with tomatoes or squash you can sometimes just grow this stuff just to give to Glean, just as a as a way to uh-huh, get people sure. involved and oh. also pay it forward. Yeah, and we even have a we'll, – we'll give you a yard sign. We've got to plant it forward. 
program where if you've got an extra little bit of space in your yard and you want to plant a row of potatoes with the intention of donating it to us, we'll, we'll give you yeah, <laughs> a yard sign cool. to ad- advertise and everything. So, that yeah. is a cool idea yeah. Yeah. to do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And we, we get calls, yeah. I mean, through the summer from so many home, farter, or home gardeners with, you know, a cherry tree or, you know, a, a pear tree or some tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we're, we're making it happen. I think that's going to strike a nerve with people to hear. You know, <laughs> and more and more. when you're going to garden, go ahead and get the excess plant more Mm -hmm. and then have the intention that okay now i have a place to to give this to well and that's why we started i mean we had all these home gardeners back in 2010 who they had all this extra squash and yeah yeah they're like jeremy can you use (laughs) great great gardeners are like my dad he just plant so much stuff because he just loved to plant things right and he had huge bounty and i don't remember at the end but probably wasn't a good ending it's like people who love to bake but don't eat everything they (laughs) bake you're just doing it because it's what you have to find somebody to give it away to were you surprised at how much Food you can get off a little half acre or quarter acre or acre of food. I mean, you can get tons, like literally weighted tons Mm. of food. Even a couple hundred square feet. I mean, have you seen the fireman over on on, uh, Harrisburg Road? (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. I bet they can feed that firehouse pretty well. Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, it's it's Glean, Kentucky. GleanKY.org. Beets and... Beats and burgers and beats. Burgers and beats. Thank burgers you. And next week, it's next Thursday at Moondance. Get tickets. Go to gleanky.org. Ben, thanks so much for being on. Yeah. Oh, no, thank Appreciate you guys. It. This is wonderful. Oh, yeah. It goes Great. by fast. We'll come back in a second. It's Food News and Choose Radio.